Exactly Radio back at it again with another episode. Of course, we just came off of our halfway point or halfway ish point, not really halfway point. It was close enough. We were like close enough. We're gonna do our halfway point, especially a lot of good albums coming out. Uh, anyways, hey, it's me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and Tony, uh, the Spanish love song Tony. Tony, the Spanish love song Tony. You know, Tony really is a Spanish love song. Mm-hmm. So, and then of course we are joined again by our good buddy Kevin Gasme. Welcome back. Warning, Kevin. It's been so long. It's been a week. I know, a whole week. A whole week. Uh, so how many thing. times did you guys lose track of the days this week? Uh, a couple. Totally thought yesterday uh, was Saturday. Like. Once I had a few drinks, like I'm like, damn, tomorrow's already Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to help you that this is already a long weekend hitter yeah. we're going into. Right, right, right. Oh, we could we could party tomorrow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's cool. I forgot about that. Wow, you know, it'd be cool if we could all just go to a bar tomorrow and you know drink somewhere, but um, we're not going to do that be, because we could we're responsible. Half the of, uh, Illinois and Minnesota and Wisconsin and head up north and hang out with everyone. <sighs> Uh, God. All right. Anyway, so we don't need to get into that. <laughs> it's already frustrating enough living through this. So let's bring you something super depressing. We talked about it briefly last week. Spanish love songs and their newest album, Brave Faces Everyone. All right. Yes, this is it. Uh, Brave Faces Everyone is the third studio album by American punk rock band Spanish Love Songs. Now, it's kind of funny that they say punk rock straight up. Because, like, in their genres for the album itself, it was, like, indie rock, pop punk, emo. And I'm like, alright, that kind of fits. But I guess it could, it's technically punk rock as well. Um, it was released February 20th of this year, 2020, under the label Pure Noise. Now, the album de- debuted uh, at number 21 on, on vinyl albums chart and number 61 on the top album sales chart. With two thousand copies sold, that's kind of it's kind of a feat now. I mean, like that is kind of impressive because yeah. like no one really like people kind of avoid buying physical copies, but like that's still pretty cool. Especially At the same time, as like, a, a uh, vinyl record's going to run you about fifteen to twenty bucks. It's not exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, cheap to cop a new album. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, that's so. It is kind of impressive. Like, uh, it's it's only been like what? It's been uh, three months now, and still two thousand copies. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Brave Faces, everyone was met with universal acclaim. Reviews from critics uh, at Metacritic, which assigns a weighted average rating out of a hundred to reviews uh, from mainstream publications. This release received an average score of eighty-two. Based on four reviews, I don't know if that's. So I don't know what that says. It's I still, don't know if that's universal acclaim. <laughs> I, that's, I, don't, I don't that's know. four people well, bothered to review it. That's uh, <laughs> universal acclaim from the punk rock reviewing uh, establishment, which is just four guys. But you yeah. know, to, it turns out people don't really read reviews for punk albums. No, you I either like it four, or you don't. <laughs> And also to get four uh, four punk reviewers together in three months before this or while this album was out, yeah. that's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good standard right there. Uh, did you list the four that reviewed it or no? That's fine. No, well, no, I did not. <laughs> who cares? I mean, who cares? We're reviewing. Who cares? They're not going to mention us. So that's not mentioning. Yeah, them. they're not going to. Right? Fuck them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting paid 
by them and they're not getting paid by us yeah fuck them yeah no uh, free clout <laughs> um what i what i like the key focus of this album is like dealing with a lot of things that make you depressed like they hit on a lot of things like whether it comes to like drug abuse uh debt uh anything like that uh, it's about depression and um it's a sad time to be alive. For me, i'm no i know what a sad time to be i'm alive. no music historian I just record music podcasts with my friends, but like, so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're on like the third or fourth wave of emo, I guess. So first wave was depressed generation, uh, X 30 year olds. Then you had the warp tour emo revival. And that's a bunch of (laughs) depressed 20 year olds that are just sad about girls. And now we're back Mm, to 30-year-old millennials that are depressed about millennial things to be depressed about. And this is is what you get. So now it's back to that kind of more that first wave style of where you can see it definitely comes from punk. But Mm. it's it's not as, well, aggressive. But at the same time, it's more aggressive than like indie rock. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just kind of like a foster, like, you know, the sound like this type of uh, music is like a foster child of punk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And you like you you summed it up perfectly. If this is like the fourth wave of like millennial shit to be depressed about, like I'm already thinking about like how I could probably never retire and uh, and how I'm trying to maybe buy a house. But it's really hard to do that. And I'm super depressed. about. Like I didn't look up the age of this group, but I would guess they're just basically our age because this is just very fertile ground. And then it just also is so familiar. Like. Mm-hmm. This one was really easy for me to listen to over and over just because it felt like I already been listening to this album for like a decade mm, just yeah. by different artists. So mm-hmm. I can, I would assume they're our same age. They've been listening to the same shit we've been listening to for the last 10, 20 years. Yeah, and the youngest these guys have to be like 25 at <laughs> the youngest. At, yeah. That, that, that's well, I guess. know. I know for sure, like, in one of the tracks, I forgot which track it was, but they do mention 30-somethings in their songs, so I assume they're prob- they are probably our age or so. Um, so, um, I guess another big thing about depression for me is, like, you can handle it uh, seven different ways to get yourself better, and there is almost no wrong answers to trying to make yourself feel better. Uh, sometimes you just need to take some time alone, shut off social media, and just be present, and that's... And that's a thing that I did recently, and I, I, I really enjoyed that. And other times, what you need is some guy screaming at you and why he said to understand that you aren't alone on this journey. And that's what uh, Spanish love song uh, so- songs has done for me with their newest album, Brave Faces Everyone. Well, yeah, because uh, on one hand, yes, there's some anger and pessimism, but uh, mm-hmm. it's about finding the optimism in in reality like being realistic yep. about what you can be optimistic about <laughs> yes yeah. no absolutely because i still stray on the side of optimism most of the time because i feel like well if i'm not then that's just there's too much darkness if i'm already if i'm carrying it too then you're you're not gonna make it so i do still mm. weigh on the side of optimism um i know my boy kevin over here does especially when it comes to sports that's why whenever i'm worried I have to talk to him, <laughs> and he'll let me know that it's okay. They're all going to win the championship this next year, but yeah. like NBA so is slated to come back in the middle of July, and the Bucks are going to, you know, 
I, run it I, right into I, the championship. It's fine. I like the let's idea of because it's harder to transmit the virus outside. Let's let's do outdoor. Let's do outdoor NBA. Oh, that would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> I NBA actually Street. I do think uh, the Disney World campus yeah. has an outdoor wood court that they could play on. So it that wouldn't would be, be awesome. too <laughs> out there. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, no. Nah, I just I, I would need it for the poster. Uh, the uh, like it would become my desktop background forever. Having Giannis posterize somebody in the outdoors, like with a, <laughs> yeah. with like the sun behind him or something. Like no. Oh man, you, you I would know love if the there's a game behind him on the line though, and somebody takes that shot. Instant conspiracy theory is oh the wind pushed that one in. Yeah, like yeah. if it like hits the rim <laughs> at all, it's like. If he misses, oh, the wind made him miss. <laughs> the wind. This doesn't even count. But, uh, but yeah, so it's an outlook that I, you know, uh, I sympathize with of just, yeah, a lot of stuff sucks and it's easy mm-hmm. to be doomer about a lot of things. And there's, you know, there's not a good reason not to be, but it doesn't mean that there isn't cause for spaces of optimism. You just got to be realistic about yeah. what you can be optimistic about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So let's talk about some of the best tracks for us. We we, each of us picked three tracks uh, that we liked off this album that really kind of bring everything together. And obviously the whole album is a great piece in general. But I think these uh, best tracks uh, are I think these tracks are the best fit in my opinion here. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you with your uh, number three pick here. Uh, Number three pick would be the last track on the album brave faces everyone and it's kind of what we've been touching on here of it's their thesis to everything that gets said on the album and uh choosing what to be optimistic and the uh expectations you should have in reality like there's uh i know you're gonna be touching on it here later but i'm gonna steal a line from you uh that's fine you say like shit can be bad sometimes but it doesn't always have to be like that and it's a uh, great mindset that it kind of i shouldn't say great mindset because you know <laughs> shit is bad sometimes and yeah uh but also like with as dark as this album kind of gets at points it's as bright of a note as you can end up and i really like the track for that Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Uh, Tony, what do you got for your number three? Uh, I like how you do it, like fantasy football style. Um, <laughs> which of the three is number three? Uh, That's it. Because I know y'all talking about one of these other ones. I'll pick Generation Lost was one that I uh, that uh, Generation Lost was one of the ones that I just gravitated towards. Um, it's 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 just so you got tracks that are about catharsis. You got tracks that are about you know. All right. Well, this one's just uh, it, it's a culmination of all that energy. Uh, basically, yeah, is what absolutely. I'm trying to get to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just one of the ones that got stuck in my head really quick because it's is that the one I was? Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. no, go ahead. 
Uh, was that the one? That's uh, the chorus is really catchy. I really like it because it's mm-hmm. like we're so fucking tired. Uh, yeah, that's super. Yeah, cool. and then that's an example of yeah, exactly uh, how this is punk adjacent and how it still goes yep. into that genre because that's very much a punk chorus. And then uh, I just really like uh, Dylan's uh, just. Um, I really like when he these verses where he just kind of just goes on and on like and it's <laughs> slam poetry usually sucks but that's what it reminds me of in a good way yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so that's that's so yeah that's what you know that style it, it, it's great i always enjoyed that part of this uh emo s stuff is uh it it has this just there's so much i want to say and i gotta say it all right now <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. why i like oh, that yeah. track no great pick too i absolutely love that pick i actually um i i my number three pick is gonna be routine pain the very first track on the album Mm -hmm. a fantastic intro um it's like a big broad stroke of what you're about to get into with the rest of this album and you can just hear like the pain and the anger coming in coming in within this first track and it's kind of unexplained why uh he's so angry or sad or depressed um all we know is that it's a continual struggle and the rest of the tracks will tell you why uh, it's like as soon as you get to the refrain where he sings, am I going to be this down forever? It just feels like a free fall into sadness. And it doesn't help that the outro states, have you ever felt lower than anyone else? And like that, just all those things together is like a big broad stroke of depression. And it doesn't exactly explain why, what's going on or how he feels this way. But it's still like super sad and something that you can connect with in some way. That- um, so that big chorus it does build to is very good in the sense of that oh. that uh, works as a, a whole band as a unit. So it's not just mm-hmm. this uh, Dylan Slocum's show. Like that is yeah. an example of yeah, we're we're going to spend a lot of time maybe talking about lyrical content and all the energy there. But that's an example of it's also just really cohesive music accompanied by it, yeah. which is ma- what makes it really good. Absolutely. And to snake back into the second round, I'm going to be picking the next song here. Uh, my second <laughs> my second choice song is Kick. Uh, this is actually the first song I heard from Spanish Love Songs. It got me interested since, it re- since it's related to me. Uh, and since I mentioned several times already, I've, like, I suffer from depression, so of course this is right up my alley. Uh, not only uh, is it because this is how I was introduced to them, to, to them but uh, the songs in between, uh, Routine Pain, which is the first track, and Kick, uh, all of all those songs, no pun intended, is just a kick in the mouth. Um, like it goes routine pain, uh, self destruction, and generally generational loss uh, are are like all a part of this sick Mortal Kombat move combo that just <laughs> beats you down, that beats you down to oblivion until you feel the rock uh, rock bottom that you hit. Not rock, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's not. In oh the yeah, summer. sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had a sneak in wrestling there a little bit. I'm I did. Yeah. I'm gonna say that. There wasn't a pun intended until you mentioned Mortal Kombat move set, <laughs> in which I'm gonna say you did mean to intend that pun. Don't don't deny your pun hey, intention. Hey, hey, I thought about it after I wrote it. Okay, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up about it. But no, I think uh, Kick is like another perfectly good thing. Like just those four, those four first songs are just like hitting you in the face so hard with why this guy is super upset and why why this whole story is being unrevealed or unveiled. Um, so I thought Kick was another fantastic song to uh, um, put in there. 
And also just reading and as we follow, and I'm just trying to see if we can pick up any other little tidbits. It's just interesting, like looking through these lyrics some more. Is just they're Midwesterners that all lo- like a lot. It seems that they located back to LA, and again, this is just yeah. I, I, like I feel very kin with this band, which is probably why we raved yeah. about it. Why other fellow friends of ours in this state <laughs> these midwesterners uh it, it very much feels like a very you know because midwest we get a taste of all of it baby <laughs> we get we get the good we get the shit we, you know who knows man um so uh we don't have any of that east coast west coast uh we we get a mix of all of it uh, viewpoints mm-hmm. here so mm-hmm. like it, it it doesn't surprise me that this is where they're from <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting because like i always say i always make this comparison that spanish love songs sounds like uh the menzingers and they also talk about like midwest mm-hmm. stuff all the time too and i'm like i don't understand why two bands that sound pretty much similar pretty similar are from the midwest what the fuck are we well, doing also why going so sad? back to first wave a lot of that came from midwest bands too Okay. So like mm-hmm. the get up kids and then uh well even like the replacements like the replacements it's banished love so- like they probably are fans of that band like there's still some mm-hmm. even right th- yeah. you know comparisons there um but yeah like it's one of those things of uh, it's like when we saw a picture of this band and I was like I can tell they're from L A <laughs> <laughs> I can also tell a lot of emo bands are from the Midwest just by listening to them yeah. <laughs> damn. That's, it's really uh, easy I, to get sad when you're stuck indoors for six months out of the year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then be really happy God, for yeah. six months when you're going to festivals and having a good time. <laughs> we know how to we know how to drink. We get that. Um, Tony, what's your uh, number two pick? Uh, Generation loss. Uh, or wait, no, that's why I said the first time. Uh, yeah, I was like, self- what? <laughs> you made it no, so it, good, you picked it twice. But uh, the second track, self destruction, which is a, as a sensible career choice, because uh, it keeps the pace or keeps the energy of the first track. But it fe- feels, especially the first listen, it felt so familiar. Where it's just this opening, rather easy guitar riff. Um, it you've just heard it so many times before this, and uh, it just felt like it, it just felt like I, again I already listened to this album by ten different bands ten times before, and I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. it again, and I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. not like in a way of oh you've heard this you know because effectively any guitar music you've already heard it's 2020 we've been yeah. making guitar music for nearly a hundred years. But just the opener right. to this one just feels familiar. It, it let me know I was home in a way of one of the many, uh, <laughs> many genres I feel yeah. at home. It really does, and that's still like, it goes back to like the, like the five songs that we talked about so far are the fir- four out of those five songs are the first four tracks of the album right there, uh, and I just can't emphasize enough how like that really just is like. The, the 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 meat and the potatoes of the whole album is like right there in front mm-hmm. like this the rest of the the whole album itself is fucking beautiful and then the, I love it um the way the chorus works in this one of how bouncy it is but you're going it won't be this bleak forever over and over yeah right it yeah it, it, it's such a like pop punk moment sound wise where you picture like that usually back you know like the fat lip style of jumping up and down 
<laughs> during that, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but instead yeah. it's a course about bleakness. So it, it, it's a fun. Uh, it's a it's a fun. Uh, uh, when you have yeah. two things no, that I, oppose each other. Contrast. Thank you. Uh, What's it called? I'm sorry, I missed a it. Contrast. So it's 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 contrast, a really you. you know fun ironics contrast, which is um, again a favorite of punk and its subgenres. I can definitely see uh, people yelling, "Yeah, right." during that song like getting all jacked up in the crowd and just like fucking screaming it back at the band that's so good i can already feel it and i'm already getting chills thinking about yeah, it. yeah so like that's uh <laughs> that's one i wanted to highlight i get that kevin uh for yours this is actually going to take us to the end of two and into round one what you got round three uh to go into my two and one they're kind of a combo together and mm-hmm. We've been talking about the front half of the album. These are the two tracks I feel really carry the back half of the album. Uh, it's Losers Part 1 and 2. Uh, yeah. Are you sure it's Part 1 and 2? Maybe they just felt both tracks should be called that, and they accidentally already named a track Losers, and they're like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know the first one, Losers, was released as a 7-inch single before the album was put out. That's true. And then... Uh, Losers Part 2 is labeled Losers Part 2 on the album track. So, I. Fans should. They both cover the same themes of. Uh, fans should make more sequels. Poverty to songs. and the endless rut we can find ourselves in. Uh, the line that really resonates with me is from the first track of the two uh, It's Cheaper Just to Die. And. It. It. Like. As I was talking with uh, Ben before we hopped on the call here, it actually took me a few listens of the album because, like, I just wasn't catching all the lyrics listening through it. But on like the third time that I went through the album, all the lyrics started really resonating with me. And these two tracks in particular, um, in the third verse of part two, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the people getting called out or at least i'm part of the group that they might even be doing some uh self-reflection with but being one of the individuals who has that parental safety net and feeling comfortable living paycheck to paycheck because you know even if things go ass up i've got someone looking out for me and to think how much more i could be pushing for those who don't have that because there's going to come a time where that isn't there because what are we going to do when our parents die and mm-hmm. yeah. it leaves me wishing I've done more for everyone in that situation uh, right now and it, it's it's a there are two great call to arms tracks that uh, are really like very depressing but at the same time like just that gut boiling anger that I love in a punk rock track absolutely wow i just like i like that i I blanked out for a second just thinking about everything (laughs) that was that was super good no that was really a well done way of uh talking about that um man wow okay wow okay so i'm gonna shake out of it i'm shaking out of it i'm shaking out of it all right all right my last pick um my last pick here uh i think the best song in the album uh for me at least is the last song of the album and it's brave faces everyone i know uh kevin touched upon this before uh, but this ending of this album has like everything. It wraps up uh, so awesomely, and I'm just in awe at how they sample every song prior to this track. 
I think that's super cool. Like when you get closer to the end of the uh, album, you just hear little bits and pieces from other the other tracks that you uh, hear within this album. That, I think that's just fucking cool. Um, it has a the it really just has like a feel like a big story coming to an end finally, and uh, it doesn't stop it, it it doesn't stop there. Uh, that also give they also take the opportunity to like give little callbacks to uh, previous records that they have, and I I'm, I'm just starting to get into their discography right now, uh, but it was still very fun to hear. Um, and also like <laughs> the outro has a positive feel to it. It's like, sh- like, like, like Kevin was saying, shit be bad sometimes, but it doesn't always have to be like that. And it finally took that outro to finally see some light at the end of the bleak tunnel that we were going through with the whole rest of the, uh, the rest of the album. And I think that's just that's fantastic. Like, just absolutely like it. How dark the whole rest of the album was, and then it's just all of a sudden there it is, positive hope, uh, some sort of thing, something better to come right there in the last few lines of this entire album and I fucking love it so I think Brave Faces Everyone makes that top list for me um yeah uh Losers was my last pick and Kevin said everything good (laughs) 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 so uh but yeah uh if I wanted to throw another one out there that we didn't mention um I like Beachfront Property a lot uh, as yeah. the as the most chilled out track. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, I like that breath um, in there actually. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, his voice it reminds me a lot of uh, Craig from Hold Steady in the sense that it isn't necessarily the most melodic voice. I just want to listen to him talk to me basically, sing talk. Yeah. So um, that's what it also reminds me of. Okay. Dig it. Dig it. Dig it. Dig Another it. band that isn't oh. necessarily punk at all, but sometimes will fit in the like home sometimes tour wise and that. Um, and again, it's just interesting how Midwest we're just our own concoction of a lot of different sounds, and then we take it off yeah. to the West Coast and the East Coast. I don't know. Absolutely. Midwest. Just say yeah. yeah. You develop and uh, brew it here in the Midwest, and then go get famous out on the coast. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's like about 30 different songs about that entire concept. But <laughs> <laughs> all we know is that we the the whole the whole ending point the point of all of this is that we here in the Midwest we know how to be sad. And hey, thank you for throwing us money for being sad because we can write some awesome music because of the um, well, like what's you know. Like our call to arms is everything sucks. Let's drink and party. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, absolutely, and that's kind of what this album is too. <laughs> everything sucks, yeah. but at least we're everything sucks together. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, that's it. That's the album right there. Uh, absolutely loved it. I'm, I'm glad we took like I took. Uh, extra weeks to listen to it because this was originally going to be my my pick for album of the of the year so far, but then I switched it last second like an asshole. Um, it's okay. But just You're like, too hard on yourself. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, but like being able to listen to this album again fully for a while, just really immersing myself in it, it was just really cool to uh, um, just get attached to it for a little bit. All right, so moving on right now, we got some hyper specific. Here is the drop. Hyper specific. And we're back. Here we go. I'll start it out. If you could write 
a sad song about something extremely minuscule, what would it be about? Uh, the Amazon Fire apps. Whenever I log into, like, I don't, I don't know what their service they're using, but like when I go to my Dropout app, I go to my Criterion Collect uh, Channel app, I go to uh, Showtime for whatever reason. The menus always like freeze, and then like it's really hard to navigate, and then I have to <laughs> unplug it and then plug it back in in order to make it work again, and it's just just work for the first time just Damn. i know it's first word i know it's first world problems but just work the first time through please for that me. is definitely def- definitely some first world problems that kevin's bringing to the table right there tony what you got um so i'm thinking uh the thing that makes me the saddest right now that's stupid and shouldn't make me sad it's the whole point of playing a video game uh when i lose a uh nine inning game against another uh human opponent because those things take like 45 fucking minutes to play mm. it's at the end of 45 <laughs> minutes if i lose by one run it makes me really sad <laughs> oh that's it that's what you're writing about I like in my head. First thing that popped up was doing dishes. That's what I was writing my sad song about. <laughs> I like fucking. <laughs> well, I can't talk. I have a dishwasher now. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. I live in an apartment without a dishwasher. Shut up. I used to like. Same, my friend. Same. I used to like doing it when I used to, but like only because I had to do it like once a week. So I don't. Yeah, ima- uh, I can't imagine how much you're doing it right now because. Oh my god! Going. Being in quarantine, I'm doing that bitch like three times a week. Yeah. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. I hate doing dishes. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I can't talk because I am running the dishwasher constantly now. Uh, oh, it's god so damn. nice. All right. Just boop, boop. I hate you. But then Kevin, let's do your hyperspace. Oh, but ahead. also, half the time it doesn't wash everything. Nobody tells you about that about see. dishwasher. <laughs> that's why you got to rinse before you put in the dishwasher. Well, then right? what's the fucking point of a dishwasher? You just rinse to get it super clean. You rinse it. Yeah. yeah. No. There's two people living here. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> as long as there's well, no. Food you have a dog. The dog will cl- lick it clean. I'm not gonna let the dog. Have you seen the? He licks his dick in his ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a, even knows I like, like that. He even knows when I'm trying to tell him to stop. It's no lick a dicka. No lick a dicka. <laughs> and then he looks at me and he's like, "What?" It's right there. <laughs> it's a, it's only natural, Dad. Just shut up, okay? You wish you could it's like do it. You're this. just jealous because you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Kevin. Let's do yours, huh? Uh, so the band we covered today was Spanish Love Songs. What's your nation plus emotion band name? Uh, <laughs> my example would be French Ennui songs, and they play goth synth music. God, I, my, my, um, I thought about this the whole time. American Hunger, that's what it would be. It would be definitely a country band, but not like Florida Georgia Line bullshit. It'd be like actual country, like it would actually, American Hunger. Yeah, I could see like a bluesy country kind of thing. Folkish, put that in there. I'm going to just make all the genres into American Hunger. (laughs) (laughs) That's mine. Tony? Tokyo's Saddest Sushi. (laughs) (laughs) man all right that's what are they what are they playing uh it's a two man or it's a woman and a dude uh they're divorced but they're still (laughs) playing music together man um this this backstory it's a keyboard acoustic guitar it's kind of boring 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> just take you everything. On, you put it on to seem more impressive than you actually are. You, you, you just took everything from this imaginary <laughs> band. You're like, yeah, it's a man and a woman, but they're divorced, and their music sucks. Like, it really is not good. Well, yeah, it's not that it sucks. It's just kind of boring. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Lana Del Rey. Oh. Yeah! Oh. oh, man. There it is. There's a poster never like of Kevin. Her, never needed to. I feel validated. <laughs> <laughs> I already did when she's dating the idea that somebody's a celebrity cop and she was dating <laughs> that guy okay sticks larson he's like Who some salt and pepper just like handsome 50 year old guy that's a cop and has like tattoos and he just he's a thirst trap and basically just posts about blue lives matter okay and he's also on that uh live pd show i guess to get stoned and watch there is there is like one thing I didn't expect in this episode is us completely dunking on Lana Del Rey right now. She so needed it. She needed it. 100%. It was crazy. Just out of also nowhere. Also got to I feel hope. validated for never caring about Doja Cat. Who's Doja Cat? What? Uh, <laughs> what wow, the you fuck are, are we talking offline. about? Hey, okay. there's this website called Twitter. It's a hellscape, but it's free and amazing at sometimes. Oh, no. Just the music world went to hell in a handbasket these last two days. Basically, she, like, agreed with Lana Del Rey. <laughs> okay. She, she, she's, her, she's, she's her own up-and-coming artist. Uh, you may have heard the song Bitch, I'm a Cow. Oh, yeah. Yep, okay. That's Doja Cat. Uh, Isn't that... That's recently, like, it was... Uh, it was she, she... It was revealed that she's been on, like, some alt-right uh, chat oh, forums. No. Like being upset at her own blackness uh really agreeing with like trolls and whatnot and it's it's weird in the whole thing and maybe that's like a special episode for our patrons that we don't have (laughs) (laughs) because of that now i can now say that she's a less talented rico nasty so that's basically why you don't need to know her ben because you like rico nasty she's a better version of what doja cat's doing okay wow this is (laughs) This turned into something. I for, I don't even fucking... Holy Just, uh, shit. music gas, whatever. All right, cool. I'm glad Ain't we had nothing. that secretly put in there. All right, last hyper-specific... Oh, Tony, do you have a hyper-specific question? Hell no. All right, <laughs> that's what I thought. I saw yours. I like your guys is good enough. I wasn't going to sully it. Okay, fine. Last one. Sad boy sandwich. What's in a sad boy sandwich? Uh, I saw this, and I can already answer, um, because okay. we've all experienced it, because we have all been broke boys. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It is basically a bread sandwich. It's when you only have a little bit more of your gross-ass, cheap-ass deli meat. You only have a little bit more of your cheese. So it's like one sad slice of cheese, like two small slices of sad lunch meat, and then just some sad bread. Oh, to to pile on top of that, the bread that you got are the heel ends of your loaf. So it's not even like good middle (laughs) sections. It's like the smallest things. And you don't have any you don't have any dressing either. Like you've ran out of mayo or hot sauce or sriracha or mustard or whatever you put on it. And no pickles either. So it's just this dry ass. And you just have to like (laughs) think about 
people that are suffering worse than you to even eat it. You, yes. you guys, you guys really had that. You, how long did you guys think about this? Like, I think I feel like this is like were in broke your mind boy too. This is broken. I was no, gonna no, say, no, like, no, no, this, I have. This was, I have this one, was immediately but... got the minute I saw the question. Was like, <laughs> I know exactly what this sad boy sandwich is. No, no, I have I'm no absolutely. Dressing. I hardly have meat. I hardly have cheese. <laughs> And I have the worst pieces of bread. Yep. I like, but it was like, no, see, I understand. I completely relate to what you guys are saying. I completely get that. But you guys answered so fast. Like, it was like your anger was <laughs> pent up about this. We've, it's not even anger. It's just things we've done before. Yeah. We're not proud of it. But That's the sandwich you eat while listening to this album. <laughs> oh, my God. No, and then also uh, I wanted to say my sad boy sandwich was just uh, chopped up cold hot dogs with ketchup, and that's all it is. Yeah, that's that's, it's not even a sandwich. It's, it's not. No, no, sorry. No, this, they're in between bread pieces, but it's still to chopped add to the up. the misery, too, in our sad boy sandwich, we, like, grab the mayo, and then we smell it and realize it's, like, two months expired. Oh, oh yeah. God. So it's, like, at least we could, like, throw some mayo on here. Yeah. I'll yeah, also die absolutely. on the hill. That mayo's good. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. You can a do a little bit of mayo. Little little bit of mayo yeah. is a treat. Oh, it goes a too long much way. mayo, and it just becomes a mayo tasting. Uh, oh god, uh, and I'm experience, but really for me, it's all about the sandwiches with mayo. I, I don't think I need anything anywhere else. I like it on burger, like certain burgers, and then uh, sandwiches. I do have to Fucking... say, uh, Europe turned me on to the. Uh, ketchup mayo combo as a fry dipping yeah. uh, sauce. And that is, I really that enjoy is good. that. I think we should start covering albums and sandwiches. Yes. I, <laughs> if turn this can into. turn into a music plus food podcast, <laughs> I will be 100% on board with that. Sandwich. <laughs> we could do that. We could just do like interviews while making sandwiches and shit. <laughs> uh, next cool. comic corner. Uh, I think everybody should tell us about a uh, sandwich that they remember, like okay, <laughs> it reminds me of a, it reminds me of a tweet of like everybody has <laughs> eaten a, has eaten a sandwich that they will think about for the rest of their lives because a good sandwich, <laughs> man, it, it it really just it's chef's kiss, it, it's, like it, it, it's day, it's day making. So that's it. I, I think so I, I think shit. everybody should just let us know about sandwiches they remember having. That's fantastic. I'm going to put that on the comment corner next week. So fucking so when this episode really drops sandwich you've had in the past. <laughs> when this when this episode drops, I'm definitely going to put that in the question the next day, so don't worry about that. Right, Speaking of comment that. corner, let's go on to the actual comment corner of this week. Uh, the comment corner, the question was, can you please make up a genre for your favorite band? And I actually opened it up a little bit. I'm like, hey, you don't even have to have a, f- you can make up the genre and then have a fake band if you want to. Some people answered okay. with real bands, some people answered with fake bands. Let's get it going. I- I'll start... Because I, I, I didn't look at all at what you were doing. Uh, you told me the idea. I was like, go for it. And I'm like, I'm just going to wait till the show to find out what he got. So okay, I'm excited <laughs> to find out. Here we go. First one, Andy. I went to school with him. Good dude. Like the guy. Uh, Famous for was... going to school with Ben. There it is. <laughs> good dude. He's a good dude. Um, he came up with sci-fi rock for the band Star Set. And after I listened to a couple of Star Set songs, it, it fits really well. There, that's, a, it does. That's, a, that's a pretty good sell to me. I like sci-fi. Yeah. I like rock. Yeah, there you go. You'll definitely, I think you'll definitely like that stuff. It was really good. Star Set was pretty good. I listened to a couple of other songs. Um, next up, 
You guys want you want Tony? You want to say who it is? Uh, our boy Matt from Peshtigo. Uh, well, he invented something. <laughs> Uh, whatever this is, it's Lucifer's, Lucifer's Dick Shower of Fire Come and Knives Metal, which I'd listen to it, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a descriptive uh, genre title. He went there. And then uh, that's for the band Rings of Saturn. Yes. Which is also a wrestling move. Perry Saturn. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, that's right. Remember when one of his one of his like uh, characters was like dumb as hell? I knew you were like, going to mention the WWF version. WCW, <laughs> Perry Saturn. Yes, sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't watch WCW all that much. You pr- it's one of those things that you'd probably appreciate it way more now because they were way more about the wrestling part of wrestling until the NWO took over. Until yeah, so, like NWO was everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like... Um, Basically AEW NXT style. They were doing a lot of uh, like, let's have actual like wrestling matches versus <laughs> how about PP t- cut off PP with the sword. Oh, <laughs> yep, I remember that. That is that is burned into my mind. Okay, I can't. We can't All talk right. about this. Moving shit right on. Now. Moving on. Okay, Kevin. Kevin, you're gonna bring this one up. I just want to say, Sammy. Uh, yeah. What she's uh, doing right now is Sammy, hold on one second. For Sammy, uh, she's actually making masks for my parents, so I had to give her a little shout-out uh, for uh, helping me out by giving masks to my parents. Making but go ahead, continue. That's an important job right now. Yeah. Sammy, famous for making PPE, uh, <laughs> invented the genre new punk. That's new, like, new metal. So I noticed you didn't put an umlaut. I'm assuming there's supposed to be an umlaut over the... Oh, it's more uh, punk to not but, have it. <laughs> oh, or is it more punk to have umlauts over both the new and the punk? And the, so oh. the new punk. Uh, and they made up the band The Jabbering Jackrabbits, who I would totally check out by name alone. Hell yeah. <laughs> now, what do you think... How do you think new punk would sound? Uh, it's just the... It was like a five or six string bass that new metal would always play with, right? Yes, something like that. Oh yeah, yep. Because it always so that's that. definitely got to be included in the uh, new rap. punk genre. And they, they rap one hundred percent. They rap. Basically, it's Fat Lip. It's a whole genre. That, <laughs> <fat lip. laughs> that would I was be the say, like jack. some forty one one hundred percent. I think would fit into. It's uh, just power. Punk. It's power chords and rapping is new punk. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now I actually I came up with one myself, and I I, I do I'm like pretty it. proud of this one. Because it I'm is pretty based proud of this on one. a epic ska joke that it does everybody yes. knows now because it is good. So I came up with mozzarella core, and I think that could be used for any ska band. Honestly, like if you're in a ska band, you're technically mozzarella core. I love it. <laughs> That's it. Um. Yeah, I guess that was it. Go ahead, Tony, move on to the next one, please. Um, Yeah, I will as soon as I open that tab again. Uh, So, (laughs) Cody, certified Green Day fan. Um, That's what he's famous for. Uh, (laughs) uh, Invented Scratch Core. It's like Grandcore, but happier. Um, Blues Cassidy and the Floating Testes. I'm guessing testes as in testicles. Well, maybe. Could be a bunch of, like... Flying exams. <laughs> I don't, are they ever called testes? Maybe uh, in today's maybe testy. in Britain where everything's stupid, super fucked. Up. Oh yeah, everything gets like <laughs> quaint. Every stupid like God British English dumbest fucking version of English. <laughs> British English. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, so they're probably a British band, and, yeah, that is uh, what they call tests over there. There you go, there you go. Yeah, and then it's Scratch Core, so I imagine, like, even though it sounds like Blues Cassidy and the Floating Testies, it sounds like it would be, like, a, a thing that would be nicer than Grindcore, but here we are, and I just imagine them having a lot of fun in Straw Hats uh, singing Scratch Core. Uh, from our guy <laughs> Dylan moving on, uh, brought us the genre... Prague chiptune, porno grind, avant-garde, electric bluegrass. And That's actually that... pretty good. No, and, it was like on the and, fly. And as a descriptor of the band Primus, which, honestly, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he said it, because I'm just like, all right, what kind of band would go with this? And he just said Primus. I'm like, holy fuck. That's, that's perfect. It's brilliant. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so then, uh, moving on to Brandon, he has his own little video game show with uh, my good, our good friend Ryan, um, and they do it every Sunday morning on Twitch. You can catch it there, Laird, Laird Brandon, um, there on Twitch. Um, we could definitely drop some links later on uh, to make sure you're catching up with that too. He came up with a Nintendo Core hip hop rhythm rap, and I thought that just sounded cool. I didn't ask him to give me a band because I actually had one ready for him. Uh, I had a genre ready for him to give him a lot of shit because Brandon, he doesn't listen to a lot of new music. So I, t- I said, nostalgia core, you listen to the same shit for the next 20 years. That's my, that's, that's my, that's my little rip on Brandon there, but no, good dude. Love him. He's got his own show. Make sure you check it out on Twitch. They're doing a lot of cool things over there. Talking about video games. Go ahead, Tony. Um, <laughs> or not. Uh, oh, our buddy, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see we had one more page. I was like, "What?" I, know. I was uh, like, "There's one more." <laughs> but our buddy Chris Davis, good guy, two-time guest, uh, creator of graphics, shooter of photos, he uh, made up the uh, genre that uh, I'm not surprised at all you would have thought of uh, called funk industrial. So that mm-hmm. would probably be uh, some industry music you could uh, dance to. Uh, industrial music, I mean. Uh, yeah. He came up with Bootsy Reznor, so <laughs> so <laughs> totally someone I would listen to. That yeah. that sounds like I would put together a uh, completely my shit episode for us. Well, you if think this was that a just uh, Boots Re- Boots Riley and Trent Reznor hanging out? Uh, I would think Maybe. it would be Bootsy Collins and <laughs> Trent Reznor. Okay, uh, I was okay. like, I couldn't figure out the funk part of it, but I knew obviously who Reznor was. It's Bootsy. <laughs> Oh, there we are, Bootsy Reznor with Funk Dustrial. Love it. Thank you, Chris Davis, so much for that. And that was our comic corner. I can't wait next week to read about sandwiches. It's going to be a lot I'm of fun. I'm so hyped for the sandwiches. You have no idea. <laughs> All right, before we shut this thing down, let's give some recommendations. If you like Spanish love songs, Brave Faces, everyone. Uh, I think you would also like the Menzingers on the Impossible Path, or I'm sorry, on the Impossible Past. Uh, they they came out with that. I think it was in 2014. And I know I've made comparisons to Spanish love songs uh, with the Menzingers all the time. And I feel like as far as messages go, this is kind of the same thing where it's like kind of depressing, a little bit hopeful, but still like the messages are the same there. So I think you would really enjoy the Menzingers uh, on the Impossible Path. Past. Uh, to go in the opposite direction, if us raving about this album hasn't convinced you yet, uh, if you like Rise Against, maybe you're going to want to give this... Uh, album a listen here 
not that you need a reason to go back and listen to Rise Against because their earlier stuff still fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I found a lot of the uh, vocal phrasing between the two bands to be kind of super similar. And oh yeah, like, I could see it. That. It was like really last night that it kind of like clicked for me. It was like, oh huh, this does kind of sounds like shit that I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony, do you have a recommendation? Uh, listen to Lawrence Arms' Old Calcutta. For, uh, okay. It's, yeah. punk- it's punkier than this, but it's the same idea of uh, feeling a lot of things about a lot of things, but at the same time, we'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate Not Exactly Radio here. We got some cool things coming up in a couple weeks. We're actually doing a live show Eventually, when we get all the details uh, from where, where is it? Where's the stuff again, Tony? You know more uh, than I do. The, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe you do. The Wisconsin Podcast Association um, yes. is doing a podcastathon uh, yeah. June sixth and seventh. Uh, Twenty-four hours of podcast, meaning twelve hours each day, mm-hmm. thirty-minute episodes. Um, we are in the process of signing up um so then we'll 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 throw out our time time spot um it's going to be live don't know how all Mm -hmm. that's working yet but it's going to be uh we already thought of some ideas um so we're excited very excited about that it's pretty cool can't wait to do that it's gonna be cool uh and then uh yeah so uh make sure you follow us on facebook instagram twitter uh kevin do you want to say anything else before we get out of here uh other than to Hype up your new podcast that just oh. dropped this week here. Uh, where you been? Yeah. Literally, literally my name is in the title. It's Where Have You Been? It's about uh, a guy who doesn't watch movies, a.k.a. me. I don't watch movies. My, my, my one good friend, uh, Mike, he called me out. Uh, for not watching too many movies. And honestly, uh, I think a lot of people have called me out, but Mike wanted to exploit it and put it into recorded form uh, to make sure I get the full effect of how shameful I should feel for not watching movies. Just kidding, it's not that big of a shame fest. But we started this new podcast where I give some sort of reaction to movies that I should have seen but have not seen yet. And so, yeah, Um, look out for that too. We can maybe post about that. To bring it full circle, your first episode was Can't Hardly Wait which is a great teen movie, but also the title of a great replacement song. And just, you know, speaking of more Midwestern music (laughs) that fucking rocks. So there you go. Bam! Full circle. That's a good way to end it. All right, not exactly radio. We're out of here. We'll be back again next week. It's Benny K and... Tony Just Tony. Tony Just Tony. We're out of here. Bye-bye. I trust that you expect the worst Bye-bye. I trust that you